0: welcome to the nest and nurture podcast i'm your host and psychotherapist lisha cash now let's get this therapy session started are you taking care of yourself are you giving yourself enough time during the day to rest relax restore recharge how do you even know if you are This is one of the most common questions I ask my clients during our intake session and throughout our therapeutic relationship as a whole. I also warn them ahead of time that this is a heavy question because I generally feel like the answers are not really, I try, but it's hard or "I, I need more, but I don't know how to change that or simply put, no, I'm not getting any time for myself. And it almost seems unfair for me to ask them to actually change that. And as a therapist, I also have to look inward and say, do I give myself a break? I remember one time I was in supervision with my mentor and, you know, I've noticed this really big theme that none of my clients are really taking care of themselves. And I feel so bad asking them to do so. You know, we talk about this word self-care and we we really push towards navigating how to get more of it. And None of my clients are doing it. They're, they're really not doing self-care. How do I get them to do more self-care? And my mentor just said, do you do self-care? And at the time, I think I was pregnant with my second, and we were in the middle of a pandemic. And I thought, no, I don't. <laughs> so I had to be accountable for my own self-care And I had to really acknowledge that and say, okay, why why are you asking your people, your clients to to engage in self-care and kind of really pushing that on them if you're not even being accountable to yourself? And how do you become accountable? How do you really navigate that for yourself in order to then support others in doing the same? And it's not to say that as a therapist, we have to always experience and and navigate the same exact circumstances as other clients but it creates a level of empathy in when we are asking our clients to do things if we do have you know similar context in some way we have to be accountable for what we are suggesting or implying or asking so i had to take a moment and navigate that for myself And say to myself, if I expect my clients to do self-care in some capacity and fill their cup, how do I also do that to ensure I am taking care of myself and have my cup full? And what ways, you know, work for me that I can also share with my clients? So that is how this hot coffee check-in came to be. Now, if you don't drink coffee, I encourage you to utilize any beverage that you would like to consume. And I just, I love coffee. I need coffee. It's part of, it's my fuel. It's, it's something I need every single day. I am addicted to coffee. So that was a good gauge for me, but it doesn't necessarily have to be hot. I guess you could also have an iced coffee. So in that regard, it would be a watery coffee check-in. Now, I'm going to explain this, and this will all make a lot of sense, but just bear with me. So this is called the hot coffee check-in for self-care. More often than not, women struggle with nourishing themselves because they are so busy nourishing others, and I'm not just talking about children. We have partners, we have family, we have friends, we have coworkers. We often are responsible in some way or feel responsible To nourish others. And clients who seek guidance and want to make change in therapy often hope to combat these struggles with force. As a therapist, it is my goal to help assist clients with that process by setting realistic goals and tasks to support them in the changes that need to occur. So, when I say realistic, I want to be really honest and saying there are some times when we look at our lives and our circumstances and we say, there's absolutely nothing I can do to change the current circumstances I'm in. And I cannot budge in any department or I don't see that. And sometimes it takes an outsider who is not implicated by those decisions and those choices that you're making to make suggestions or point out or navigate with you in finding ways that we can sneak some in. I personally dislike the question, what do you do for self-care? Because that term seems to have lost some meaning. And I always have to ask it anyways, because it is the most commonly referred to way of saying, are you taking care of yourself? There's a wide range of what self-care could look like and what that means for someone. And I've had clients say, oh, I hate that. Like self-care, that question is so annoying. And I'm like, I get it. But it's the easiest way for me to ask, what are you doing to fill your cup? How are you taking care of yourself? So when I'm asking these questions of them, a lot of the time my clients do a wide range of things. They either laugh, and sometimes that's just like a ha ha ha, like very funny, I don't have any time for self-care, or it's a laugh because there's a nervous laugh and there's this guilt associated with it. Um, They sigh or they cry or they become silent. How is that a fair question? I hesitate to ask it because I know the answer is often defeating. Nothing. 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 Are you doing literally nothing for yourself? And sometimes I follow up that question. And I say, When's the last time you left the house for you, for something you needed to do? And more often than not, it's like, well, I absolutely had to leave because my body parts were falling off and I had to go to the doctors. And like, no, 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 no. What were you doing for you to feel better other than, you know, the medical side of things to fill your cup? I'm sure your doctor's appointment helped relieve, you know, like stitched in some body parts again, but did you actually enjoy that time away or was it just out of obligation because you had absolutely no choice and you were pushed to the end of your limit. So that's a big part of it too. Sometimes clients say, you know, I had a hot shower, sometimes a yoga session, sometimes they're reading a book, but it's never really on schedule. It's not undivided time or it doesn't feel often enough. So one off here, there are bits and pieces, scraps of self-care that like that's not enough. And Sometimes it's enough to kind of get us through the day or maybe week, but it doesn't sustain the cup long enough. It doesn't keep it at a good level where we can say, hey, I have enough in my cup to give to others, but also to feel okay myself. And sometimes they say, there is nothing I've done for myself and I am just kind of muddling through. And they feel like almost they've come to accept that that is the way that life is supposed to be, or there's no way of making it happen. And I hear clients say that they go through the day and and as they lay in bed, they reflect and they think, wow, I was not able to do anything for myself today. And sometimes that's not even on the radar. It's just kind of like a week long effect of just being in survival mode. And, and then they're sitting in bed at, that night saying, oh my gosh, this week flew by. What have I got accomplished? Oftentimes we find at the end of the day, our to-do list comes to mind and they think, wow, I have so much to do. How could I possibly do something for myself? And if I did, I would feel guilty. And trust me, you're not alone in these thoughts. If you're someone who can sit and watch that show you've been binging on Netflix in your free time, guilt-free, I commend you please keep doing it. Please. And share with others how you do it, because there are so many people who cannot let themselves relax. And when they do, they can't actually enjoy it because they feel extreme guilt for doing so. And this is a really good point to work on in therapy. But right now, I want to focus on how we can ensure we're fitting in some me time. And I'm not saying all of the time. I'm saying this is a general guideline or something, a tip, a trick, a tool, whatever you want to call it, that we can utilize when we notice, I have not done anything for myself today or this week or this month or this year. And I want to argue just, you know, because I know I'm going to hear it and I also already know it. And I do say it in sessions. A shower is mandatory for proper hygiene. I gauge no shower time as something more related to depression or anxiety and check in about, you know, mental health if somebody's not showering. So if you are feeling like your shower is your only time, it's not enough. You need to shower or you'll stink. And so it's therefore mandatory. And if you're not showering it's important to check in with yourself if you're not giving yourself that time, why you're not showering, and if it's something bigger, like a mental health, um, potentially mood disorder. So important to note there. And I do think if it's the only thing you're doing, at least, you know, put on a podcast while you're in there, put on some music or take a bath and, you know, have a glass of wine or have a iced coffee while you're in the bath. I don't know. Something in addition to the already hygienic thing that you need to do. So moving on, what is my self-care gauge? When I sat down and said, okay, if I'm going to ask my clients to engage in self-care and to be accountable for that, how do I do that? How am I going to gauge my own self-care? How do I check in to make sure I'm putting myself first at some part of the day? And I gauge this based on my coffee. If I make myself a hot coffee or if I go and purchase one, which has been a whole other issue because when I had my second, I decided the only way I would get out of the house was to go buy a coffee because I had two during a pandemic and we were stuck inside, and my second was colic. She hated the car. She absolutely hated it. And she would scream the whole time. So we really very rarely left. But the one thing I would do for myself every single day was leave the house and get a coffee. And so this was a really good gauge to use because I always had a coffee on hand. And at that point, it was winter. So I was only drinking hot coffee. So if I have a hot coffee and I take a sip and it's cold, then I'm not taking care of myself enough during the day. I know, I know. All you moms out there rolling your eyes, because how often we drink cold coffee <laughs> all of the time. A lot of people have switched to iced coffee, just you know, to avoid that disappointment and reminder that they haven't had a sip of their hot coffee. But that is another gauge that I like to use, and I call it the iced coffee check-in, where if you take a sip of your iced coffee and it's watery because all of the ice cubes have melted, you're not taking enough time for yourself. And I know that might sound absolutely ridiculous. But it's a sense that does not fail me. And I love using my senses. I don't think that we are engaged enough with our physical body. And this allows that moment. It brings us into the present moment. It's mindful. And we are doing it with intention. We often go through the day on autopilot. And we end the day and think, did I drink any water today? (laughs) Did I nourish my body with food? Why do I have this headache? Have I eaten or drank anything other than maybe coffee? Did I take a moment to be present in the moment and take a deep breath? This check-in might just help you do that. It's a physical sensation that you can't deny. And it allows you to take that moment to actually engage with yourself outside of, you know, doing the million other things that you're doing. So what's the best part about this check-in? It can apply to anything, not just coffee. Maybe you prefer tea. Same rules apply. What about breakfast, lunch, or dinner? How many times have you eaten food at the dinner table and it's gotten cold because you are too busy doing whatever else you're doing at the same time? So use food if it's more applicable to your life and if it's not triggering. Is your hot meal cold when you're eating it? Is your apple slices browning by the time you're biting into it? Is your cheese sweating? When you go to enjoy that charcuterie board that you set up for yourself, whatever it is, put some kind of threshold in place as an indicator to remind you to take care of yourself. What is the point of this? Well, sometimes we need a reminder to take care of ourselves. It's easy to get carried away taking care of everybody else, cleaning, cooking, tidying, working, especially in the pandemic when we're working from home and we have all of these millions of things around us as we're working. It's really easy to kind of, when instead of taking a lunch break, you're literally cleaning your house or doing laundry and then you jump back on a call and you have a bite of toast in your mouth. So this check in forces us to stop and be intentional for a moment to notice our bodies and say, are we looking after ourselves? It might even remind us to drink some water or eat some food. Without nourishment, we will not be able to nourish others. We will run on empty, and that's not good for anyone, especially not you. So this way, we have more indicators to say, honey, you need to eat, you need to drink, you need to rest, you need to take a moment for yourself, you need to recharge, enjoy that coffee, sit still, stand still, be present, be in the moment, breathe. It goes far beyond coffee. It goes straight to your soul. So much of our day is spent running around, tidying, doing tasks, being productive, and taking care of others. So allow yourself that moment of being pulled into the present. So much of my work is on anxiety and we know with anxiety, it's never living in the present moment, really. It's often living in the past or future. So, we want to make sure that when we are being intentional with this, it's not just about self care, it's also bringing ourselves back into the room. So, just a little warning this can feel defeating at first. Do not expect yourself to be perfect. Change takes time. I would say to implement baby step expectations. So if you drink your coffee hot at least one day per week, that's a start. It's funny because anybody that's listening to this that never, ever would let their coffee get cold because they're drinking it so fast and furious and they enjoy it very quickly or those iced coffee drinkers that are like done in two sips, you're probably thinking this is not going to work for you. So use it, use all the other ways of doing this. Use the food or use whatever you need to do. But... Taking baby steps is really important. Like everything else, this takes time. Life happens. The point of this exercise is to give yourself that grace, to allow that simple joy, a hot cup of coffee. And you deserve so much more, but let's start here, right? We often fail at making changes because we start too big. So if we really scale down our gauge to something very simple, but something that brings us joy, it's more likely to happen. And then we have to make the effort to also allow the space for it not to happen. And for us to take a moment and ask why, why didn't it happen? Why couldn't I do that this time? What were the barriers to, you know, having that hot cup of coffee or being able to do that thing I wanted to do? What prevented me from engaging in self-care for a moment to enjoy the moment more, to allow that space. You know, sometimes it's children and there's absolutely nothing that we can do about that, but it's also making ourselves accountable to noticing and to making changes in order for that to happen. So the exercise I want to present to you is five steps. This is what you're going to do the next time you feel like, okay, I'm feeling a little burnt out or I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm laying in bed and I've got a to-do list and I'm unable to focus and I have not taken a moment for myself today. There's been no present moments and now I am being flooded with things and what can I do tomorrow to ensure that that doesn't happen again today? So here's your exercise, five steps. Find your gauge. What is it going to be? Hot tea, coffee, hot bath. Maybe you run your bath and then it gets cold. Cold glass of wine, hot plate of food. Figure out what resonates with you, what works. Whatever bothers you the most when you go to enjoy it and you think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm eating cold food again. That's the stuff we want to use. Number two, notice. How often you stay in that moment and enjoy it prior to moving on to the next task, moving your body, being pulled from the present moment. So really noticing how often you're actually present when you're doing something you enjoy or is it passive? Are you really just kind of surviving and getting through it and not really savoring that moment with whatever self-care you're engaging in? Number three, notice, are you breathing? Are you in your head? Are you in the past, future, or in the present moment? People are like, of course I'm breathing. I would not be living if I was not breathing. Let me tell you how often people are holding their breath. They're in an anxious state all day and then they go to bed and their body is like sore and they feel like they haven't been breathing all day or that their chest is heavy because their breathing has been off So often do we not notice our breath or lack thereof. So really taking a moment and saying, as I sip this cold coffee, am I breathing? (laughs) Hopefully it's hot, but am I breathing? Am I thinking about other things? What's going on in the room? Am I present? Number four, are you enjoying this time or are you rushing through it? Are you basically like, okay, I got to drink this coffee really quick because my baby's going to wake up from their nap and I really need to get this self-care in right now? Or are you able to sit in the moment and be like, okay, if baby wakes up, the baby will be fine. They're safe in their crib. I'm going to finish these last few sips of this hot coffee that I'm enjoying. Number five, do you need to rest? Do you need to reset? Do you need to reheat your coffee? (laughs) How many times? So I want number five to be kind of like the roundup of, How many times did you notice these things? How many times did you notice that you were not in the present moment, not enjoying that moment, not breathing? What does that mean? We want to start to notice how often this is occurring and how much we can change by just simply noticing that we're doing this. And remember, remind yourself that you deserve these present moments. You deserve the self-care. You're doing your best. And it cannot always happen, right? It cannot always happen because life gets in the way. Everyone has their life circumstances and context. Some people have it worse. Some people have it better. doesn't matter. It's your own context. If it's hard, it's hard. So it doesn't always happen. It's not your fault. Don't feel guilty about it. But it should happen more often than not. It takes time, but you'll get there. Simple joy to bring more light into your life. That's what hot coffee is to me. It's simple joy that brings more light into my life, refills my cup just a little bit, gives me a caffeine hit, which I need to be human. And to be the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. about the hot coffee check-in, the self-care gauge? I hope you find your gauge, whatever it may be. And I hope that it provides you more space for the self-care that you need. And the ability to refill your cup a little bit. So that you have some to give to yourself and not just to others. And to be the best version of you. So thank you so much for listening and I hope to be back very soon with more insight into some of the themes that we experience in women's wellness and mental health. And in case nobody has told you today, you are amazing. Take care. Bye-bye.